Do you fear the zombie uprising? Are you prepared to survive what's coming? If you listen very carefully, you might just make it out alive. This is Zompocalypse Now. It's really funny to me that, like, as, like, this show was scandalous back in the 70s. Freeze Company is the show we're talking about, by the way. And and nowadays, like, I would love, like, I would let my kids watch this every single day. Like, you know, oh, thank God Freeze Company is on. Something wholesome to let the children watch. <laughs> well, I mean, there is an educational factor because every episode is about somebody getting the wrong idea about something. Yeah. One must verify one's information. Well, yeah, that's, that's the true. Lesson. It's a, well, <laughs> I'm sorry. Are you sure about that? Because well, we have a whole presidency built around not doing that. <laughs> you know, it's a farce. So, that's the point. It's like you can't have a farce without the the miscommunication. You know. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, there, the show has to happen, but you, you know, that's what I learned from it was What's to. Not take... Oh, Edward Scissorhands. Yeah. Let's just watch Edward Scissorhands and talk about it live. I want to, but I'm not that into hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, well. Hi, folks. <laughs> I am Tim Harvey, and next to me is Dustin A. Dare. But we also have Curtis Smith is with us back. Hooray! Tonight. I'm Yay. so I'm so pleased that I was able to be here. Now, are we going to see more of you? Because I know I you've got so. a new gig, so a different so. gig, so well, you don't work nights as much, right? Well, I'm starting rehearsal for a new thing, so oh. we'll see. <laughs> well, okay. But I think my Sundays are off. Though. Okay, well, if we can get you back again, that would be great, because yeah. it's always great to we have you back. We always like to have... Uh, this is Apocalypse Now, and despite the fact that we were discussing Freeze Company, and mm. Edward Scissor's is on the TV it. show, is on the TV right now, um, yeah, we're going to talk about The Walking Dead, because that's why we're here. Yeah, I had missed. I had missed so so many episodes. I was telling these guys the last thing I saw was when what was it? What did I? What was the last thing I saw? Oh, that was when 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 he had to when Michonne had to give the deer up, and she was like, "Oh, when?" Yeah, (laughs) we filled him in on what happened since then in probably about two minutes. And you know what? I don't feel like I have to go back and watch those episodes. (laughs) Probably not. Oh, when I, Netflix comes out, I'll do it then. I, I described it kind of like when you're watching Days of Our Lives and, and you go, oh, I haven't, somebody says, oh, I haven't watched Days of Our Lives in 10 years. What's going on? And you're like, well, they're still at Sammy's party. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, like, it's the same. It's party. like 24, yeah. but about cheating on people. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've, I've, I have been, I have been... Six years sober from Days of Our Lives. Oh man, mm. I had my I had my time. I was Good into for it you. for a couple years. Yeah. I uh, in college, my friend Terry was she religiously had her soaps, and I just I would mock her relentlessly. And she was like, "Have you ever watched any?" I said, "No, I haven't watched. There's soap operas. Who mm. watches soap?" She goes, "Sit down and watch them," which was a terrible mistake because I'm a story guy, mm. and so I was just like. That makes no sense. That's completely illogical. Yeah. That defies the laws of physics. Now, what happened? I can't wait to see what happens tomorrow. I was there every time I could watch it so I could mock her. That's what it was. I was mocking, mocking her. Well, yeah. I I started watching Days of Our Lives the summer that Marlena was possessed by the devil mm-hmm. and John Black became a priest specifically to do the exorcism. And the exorcism lasted all summer long. 
Now, was John Black the guy who was played by two different actors, one of whom was six inches tall than the other actor? No. Which was the show? What, what was the what was the soap opera with the character? Well, any number of people could play he, any number of characters because yeah. they shoot everybody from the back half. Of the well, he he fell off a cliff or something and died. And then he came back later, where the new actor was playing him, and then the original actor came back to the show. I think it might have, been, but it was. Um, Apocalypse I, Now, yeah. your soap opera flashback. But anyway, <laughs> which although to some degree, Walk, Walking Dead has kind of got some soap opera elements. So no denying. That. Anyway, I was in a play. Uh, I think it was. I think it was Midsummer Night's Dream. Mm -hmm. over that summer and we had our break from like our lunch our afternoon break was from like one o'clock to like four o'clock and just so happened the days of our lives was in that time mm -hmm. and so the whole cast watched it together <laughs> and we all became hooked and i was probably junior or sophomore junior somewhere in there in high school mm -hmm. and i ended up watching days of our lives religiously like scheduling college classes so i could be home to watch it until, like I said, about six years ago, when I just was like, I can't do this anymore. I have to. to it gets a hold on you, and it don't let to, go of you. I had to, I had to uh, <laughs> I verbally feel, express that I was powerless over things in my life. I lives. feel very glad that once Terry no longer, no longer was my roommate, I never watched any soap opera again. Everyone said about like that. I'll be in the I'm in the. Okay. In the shopping, like in the in the checkout aisle, and I'll see the soaps thing, and mm, I'll pick sure. it up, and I'll be like flipping through, and I'll see the Days of Our Lives thing, and I'll be like, I'm so glad that I have no idea what's going on anymore. And now that Allison Sweeney has left the show, uh -huh, uh -huh. Um, it's I doesn't have that same pull that to is. me because it was Sammy, and she was like the main character of the show. And... Uh, so so far, this is my favorite Walking Dead podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had to say one disparaging thing about and, and anybody. The funny thing is, it's only one of us is drinking. Well, I just started, if that helps. <laughs> so, I didn't know there was booze in this place, so I found some. Yeah. Oh, there's vodka in the, in the freezer as well. well oh, in that case, vodka's for amateurs uh, I, well, and children. As as you can tell, I've, I've not touched Fine. <laughs> any of that alcohol for yeah, no. weeks and months. So I tweeted because... I just found the opening of this show so ridiculous. Like, what? I can't even remember now what was happening. Like, it was so But dumb. you tweeted about it, and you can read Oh, tonight's episode? It. Yeah. Um, oh, God. This this whole episode was... It opened with them with the little, hey, do you got our stuff? Looks like you're a little light tonight. And they're like, oh, oh right, I, yeah, I yeah, that whole kingdom thing. Like, seriously? Like, Ezekiel needs to realize he is not... He is in a winning... Are not in a winning situation with these people. He's got to realize that this is the second time that they have shown this exchange end up with everybody pointing guns at each other. And then they, well, that establishes the whole. You have to stop this, or we're going to get visceral. Right. Kind of well, thing. but it also it also gives us a savior, one of the savior ambassadors, for lack of a better term, I guess, who's not completely a jackass. I mean, he's he's not a nice person. I mean, there's no argument, but he's he's like. Ugh. Do we have to do this? Is it you know? Can we just not do this? Mm -hmm. And he just seems tired and worn down and broken. And he's still a jerk, and he's still deadly. Of you know, he's that's the threat. Mm -hmm. But he's he's the most reasonable one we've had yet. Yeah, which is of course you know a sliding scale. Of well, all. you know, I mean, although I did love the the line like at the very end, like Morgan ends up 
trying to defuse the situation by sticking some people. Mm-hmm. And then one of the saviors ends up with his staff, and he's like, can I have my staff back? It belonged to somebody, and I, I want it back. And <laughs> just not even on screen, like from somewhere else, you hear that guy go, read the room, Sensei. <laughs> <laughs> like yes somebody morgan got called out more than once this this episode did and they also have the uh what's the name of the guy uh richard 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 is the guy who basically wants the kingdom to go to war with the saviors now right because he sees how it's that guy has a name richard yes wow they all have names they all have names um but none of them are important well jerry Yes, Jerry's, Jerry's kind of cool. Well, Richard, I mean, I liked I liked Richard's style. He, he had a good look. Like mm-hmm. he looked like all, all like army ninja, like the rest of those guys. I love that. What are those hockey pads? With no, I never. There, it's 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 BMX biking. It's not like ta- tactical Kevlar. No, it's no, BMX but it's, it's, it's stuff. stuff in case they fall off their bicycle. Or they no, fall off their they horses. Love those horses. They don't. Nobody. The Walking Dead universe has discovered the bicycle. Actually, we take that back. That's true. Uh, Enid and Carl rode some bikes. That's right. For a little while. Well, the time. little bells they attract the zombies. Right. That's right. And but everyone else is like too cool to ride a bicycle. Because I, you know, the first thing I would say if I saw if I was in the wasteland and here comes a person with a with a with a bike, I would ask them if they had today's paper. That's the first thing. <laughs> And then I would laugh so hard because I'm apocalyptically hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> and then they would just look at you and be like, okay, I'm going to just like pedal on. And then no, they would ring the bell and draw the zombies and then pedal on. <laughs> so <laughs> you okay. were like, curse you, bicycle curse, man. Curse you, paper boy of the future. <laughs> so the kingdom storyline is actually the easiest one. So let's just finish that. Yeah. Um, what's his name? The king, captain of the guard dude. Richard convinces Daryl like we have to we have to force Ezekiel to 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 fight the saviors. The only way to do that is to basically attack them. Right. Force a confrontation where they're going to they're going to kill this person who the king likes and this will drive the king to strike back at them. Right. And they're having this discussion as they're going to the place. They're going to do the ambush. Yeah. Right. This well, he doesn't tell him. He doesn't tell Daryl the plan until they get there. Like right. The saviors are going to drive by in their cars. They're going to ambush them. They're going to kill them all. Then all the evidence this is what how what's his name lays it out. All the evidence will lead back to this locker, this this place where I've hidden a bunch of weapons. And then that cache of weapons will lead back to this woman who lives in this cabin. And and Daryl starts and, and as he's talking, Daryl starts pinging. Yeah, like he's doing the math. Yeah, his math face. And this woman who who could might not die because she can defend herself because she's really talented and strong and a badass. And Beryl's like, hang on, <laughs> pardon me, sir. Yes. Oh, <laughs> and, that, if I might. and that is followed by one of the most awkward dialogue exchanges I've I've seen in a long time. Where he's like, "What's her name?" And he's like, "No, I'm going to tell you some more of this other stuff. <laughs> no, just tell me your name." Well, see, there's other stuff too. And, he, and then he's just like. Had enough? Yeah. Got say 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 your damn name. Is that what he said? Yeah. yeah I just and he goes. Well, her name's Carol. It was like a million. It was like the episode was ticking by, waiting for him to say that. Right. Well, then okay. he, and then then Richard says the dumb thing. He goes, "Well, I was afraid you might know her." It's like, oh god, man. <laughs> the fact that Richard lived. That's what I'm saying. I'm, that he survived. That this he survived this confrontation. Yeah. I mean, Daryl actually scene, held back. That whole scene seemed like one of the 
one of, they were like just letting one of the producers have a moment. Yeah, it was it was it was so contrived. It's 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 the pronoun game, right? You know where you were gonna I'm gonna withhold this piece of information that will obviously make you realize who this is, just for plot's sake. There was a lot of that going on tonight. Yeah, there was a lot of I'm not actually going to answer your question. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to say something. You're going to look. I'm going to look and. What is mm -hmm. explain things to me? Right. So anyway, they fight, and and Daryl, of course, gets the gets him down because Daryl is you know a feral animal. Right. And and the first person that he pair bonded with was poor Carol. So <laughs> like you know, and he's basically was like, if anything happens to Carol, she catches the flu. Mm -hmm. If lightning she strikes her, <laughs> stubs her toe, I will kill you. But you know, and, then, but the the, the problem here is that Richard's plan okay he's you know mentioned the pronoun game We're, this is like a TV trope bonanza tonight mm -hmm. so Richard is clearly the well-intentioned extremist he wants to save lives by having the least number of people die in this confrontation so we'll kill somebody we're gonna die it's very practical it's very practical it's also incredible it's very pragmatic it's also a really good way to get a whole bunch of people killed. Right. Yeah, I mean Because let's face it, if if a bunch of if a bunch of saviors showed up at Carol's place to attack her for his retribution, I I fully expect, like you said, she would survive she would probably kill a bunch of those dudes. Oh if she yeah, if she died Oh, she's got tripwires everywhere. She would know they were coming and get down in her little foxhole. I'm sure she's got foxholes. Oh, yeah. Foxholes and weapons and all sorts of stuff stashed around for whatever she needs. And like, well, she says it later in the episode. And I can't wait to get to that because I love that scene. Oh, yeah. Um, but, you know, she would she would kill them all. There would be nothing left of who she was mm -hmm. but a hollow shell, and then she would just go on a war until she died. I, I loved that monologue so hard. So the short version here is that Daryl Daryl leaves him behind, yeah. and he goes to see her. Now, before, uh, Ezekiel stops by, because but, Ezekiel has all the love, and the cobbler. And, I ship it. I ship it. Oh, it is so funny. Uh, he shows up, and he's like, so, uh, hi... We were just in the neighborhood killing the zombies. And she's like, I said I wanted to be left alone. He goes, you open the door. And she's like, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> I did open the door. What's wrong with yeah. me? We brought Cobbler. Thanks, Jerry. Because you know, Jerry, Jerry's Jerry's the big guy with the Jerry, Cobbler. Jerry's, Jerry's awesome. Jerry's maybe my favorite today. So Jerry is awesome. Yeah. But So she's like, okay, fine. Go away. You, they, just want, you just want to hug the hell out of Jerry. Exactly. And they leave. And she's sitting up there reading her book. Pondering cobbler, and there's a on the door, and she's like, "God damn it!" Mm. <laughs> worst, worst what book was she reading? It was romance novels. Yeah. If you look in the background of Carol's scenes, yeah, they're all in her house. Novels. She has a shit ton of romance novels in that house. Yeah. Well, and the funny thing is, is that it made me think about it, and I actually kind of did a little. Anytime that you see Carol by herself, like when she was exiled from the prison mm -hmm. and she was in that little house, she was reading the romance novels in that little house too. Mm -hmm. It's a it's such an incredible wow. little character moment of yeah. her that she, this is her escapism. <laughs> so she goes and answers the door, and there's Daryl, and she's just like, "Oh, hey." <laughs> How you doing? Um, and they're tearing up bad. And 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 it's, it's 
it's a moment that we've actually been waiting for for a mm -hmm. while because they, these two have such great chemistry. And uh, although, well, although they, they have the they have the like the, the it's it's not a romantic love, but it's the deepest love. I mean, mm -hmm. it's it's even big. I think it feels deeper than Rick and uh, his his late wife this, yeah. Lori. Yeah, or even more than Rick and Coral. I think mm. I would. Yeah. Mm. Well, yeah, okay. Because Coral's a psycho now. It is an amazing. Well, it is an amazing relationship. And tonight we get one of those scenes. We get, we get two moments in this following scene where Carol, again, she's just an amazing actress. Mm -hmm. um, Melissa McBride. Melissa McBride is an amazing actress. And she. Yeah. No, no, really, she is. I agree. I totally agree. But you know, I felt like somebody should dissent right then. Oh yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well, um, didn't want the whole agreement. The, thing only, the only problem I had the, with the thing was that he showed up at daytime. Mm -hmm. And then in the next scene with them, it's nighttime and she's cooking. She's finishing up the dinner, mm -hmm. which means that they sat in complete silence together while she chopped up some carrots and went to the lauder and got some it venison. It was a companionable and, silence. And, and made this North, little stew. and The put it writer on going, here is my hand. Let <laughs> me put it up on you. <laughs> so they just didn't speak. Was, you know, I can kind of... Well, I mean... You know, if you're really comfortable with somebody, you don't have to talk. Right. Sure, but this is the this is there are so many questions she's going to have, and she asks them. It's just the idea that they would she would wait that long. But couldn't you read it? That was all on it, all of those questions were on her face, and she was just afraid to ask until she finally yeah. maybe. Well, and I loved that it gets, maybe, it gets yeah. to her her speech where she basically tells him like, "I had to go because I just loved everyone so much, and I couldn't." Bear, I could not. I people in this world die, and I could not be around to watch anyone else that I love die. And if somebody, and I knew that the saviors were coming, and I knew they were going to kill people, and I knew that if they killed people, then I would have to go and kill all of them. And she would do it too. I mean, and that yeah. was, she she knew that she would go and kill and kill until there was nothing left. And she wasn't talking about dying; she was talking about losing herself. Mm -hmm. And again, we talked we've talked about this before. Carol, from the beginning of the show, has had so much loss mm -hmm. and so much pain and so much of her personality and world reconstructed for good and for ill that that's, for any of the characters who has, anytime a character talks about losing something or piece of themselves, we've rolled our eyes at some of those speeches. We've mm -hmm. never rolled our, our eyes at, at yeah. one of her well, roles because she's, it, it's, they've crafted her so we, well. And we've seen it. We've gotten to see it. Like, the thing, and... and Daryl says it to Morgan at the end of the episode. Morgan's whole thing is almost exactly the same, but it's so much less believable with him because I don't think we got to see it in the same way we got to see Carol's transformation. I think it's I don't I don't know if it's necessarily that reason. It's more from she's earned it. Mm -hmm. He says he wants it, and I think there's a difference between. Everything that he we've we've seen a lot of what he's been through. We've even had flashback episodes to show us what he's been through. Yeah, but this isn't this is someone showed him a different way. He chose to go that different way. He didn't live and have his life be shaped that to that. Yeah, you know, it really was. It's not the same thing. I mean, there's a there's an experience that she has that he hasn't had. There's a lot of experiences. He, I don't know. Anyway, so anyway, she turns around after she tells him all this stuff. And she says, did the saviors come? Is everyone okay? And she's crying. Obviously, she knows that the saviors came and she knows that not everyone is okay. 
I know. I, I, I have no doubt that she knows that. Oh, I know. She, she, I believe they call that a lie agreed upon. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And she, for a moment, I was really, really scared that Daryl would tell her. Because yeah. right then and there, the last thing you want him to do is tell her the truth. Mm -hmm. You don't want him to tell her what right. really happened. And um, he, so he lies. Yeah. Says the sabers came, but we killed all those, and then they we made a deal, and now we have the same the same deal that Ezekiel has with them, and everyone is fine. And she just like, oh good, and then you know, but you, I mean, I I think that you're right. I think that she's aware that that is a lie. He's aware that that's a lie. They are living a lie together at this moment. It's the lie you want to believe. Mm -hmm. And so they have dinner, and. Probably cobbler. <laughs> and, and then he goes back to the kingdom and has it out with Morgan. And we get to see uh, Shiva again, who once again is completely computer different. Tiger? Computer tiger. Yeah. Completely different size I than the last time computer we saw. Computer tiger. Yeah. Especially last... when it gets all cute. When 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 Rick showed up, she was like huge. Oh yeah, she's like half the size she's supposed to be in this scene because it's you're looking at you see her in the cage and you see Daryl sitting outside the cage, and you look at the two of them and they're almost the same size. It's like no, <laughs> Tiger is bigger than I, I realize. Daryl's a huge character. Everyone loves Daryl, but he's not the same size as a tiger. Right. So he confronts. If Negan lays a finger on that tiger. I think the tiger's eaten by walkers. I think, I think, yeah, I think so too. That's spoiler, in the future. To say spoiler in the future. It may not happen because while Daryl chews Morgan out for not grasping the way of the world and trying to trying to have something, Morgan without... is so stubborn. His character is well, just and he has carved these... in stone. Well, whatever he has, he's thinking, he has these moments. Because when Carol was at risk, when Carol was going to die, Morgan sat there and went, no, and mm -hmm. he killed. Yeah. And then he kicks, he's kicking himself for it, but he did it. Mm -hmm. So it's, there's that part of it, it's like, he's, he's trying, he's lying to himself. He, mm. He's it's telling a, himself the lie he wants. To it's be. complicated. It's Morgan, complicated. In, in a way that is in, slightly infuriating, where I feel like it's not, like you said, I don't think it feels earned. Carol's, it's, it, all of it feels very, very earned. And Morgan is just like, you are intentionally making things more difficult for everyone. The problem, though, is that when it comes time to fight the saviors, when, when the confrontation comes, I can very easily see Morgan deciding that he has to kill to save lives and that not damage him, but I can very easily see Carol being broken by what we have, what she's going to have to do. I, I'm concerned about that. I think that, well, I okay. So you'll you say she's going to be broken. I think that if it comes down to the to Carol having to fight, she's not going to survive. I think, I think she'll be. I think I think mm -hmm. that'll be just the thing that snaps her out of it, and she'll realize, oh, okay, yeah, I, I, this isn't that big a deal. Well, well, no. See, that's mm -hmm. the that's the problem is that she went through that. That's not a big deal. Yeah, and she there the the like the list of people that she had killed and like having it, you know, is mm -hmm. that's the fact that she's come across that she's crossed that bridge. That it's not that big of a deal. You mm -hmm. have to kill her to survive. 
But now she's come back to the point where she's realized these are people, and especially that. Did you see the one where they were, where her and Maggie were kidnapped by the Savior women? No. That was a good one. Yeah. Where you really, because the problem is, is that Carol's come back to the place where she's realizing that all these people are just people trying to survive. And it's very hard for her to to kill somebody. She will to survive, but she hates it. So uh, yeah, I don't know if she. I could see. I could see that being the scene where she dies because she's she has the pyrrhic victory where she goes out taking all of them down with her. But I just don't. I I, I have a funny. I have a horrible feeling that they're going to break her, and because they they're good at breaking her. Yeah, they are. But she's, she's she recovers, but she recovers in a way where she's. The, the the glass in the bag is getting more and more sharp mm. and less ability we're not you know harder to put her back together again yeah so i thought you were gonna make an analogy that she was she is a hefty bag full of broken glass that is just waiting to burst and i was going to think that that was a really dumb analogy and i'm glad you didn't do it mm. <laughs> i feel good i didn't do it either so <laughs> So okay. actually, I think it's brilliant. Well, we end up with we end up with this this very painful separation because Daryl is going to go back to uh, Hilltop, Hilltop. To, to help train, and of course, yeah. he the whole reason he's here in the kingdom is to be safe from Negan, right? Because so everyone is pretty sure the saviors don't know that all these different communities know each other, right? So wait, do they not? No, no, that's where we're, that's our operating, what we're operating under is that, that the saviors have so many, such a vast network of communities Uh-oh. that they don't know that. They think they're spaced out far enough, they yeah. aren't traveling between each other. Right, they don't know. Well, I think they, they might know that Alexandria and the Hilltop know each other. But yeah, they, they do well, know that. But they've also seen the previous episodes of the show, so they know that Rick and company can't get any distance at any time, so they're... <laughs> Or, or find their way from point A to point B. So they're pretty sure that there's no way that Rick can talk to any of these other people. Yeah, yeah. they ended up in a junkyard. That okay, oh, so yes. The German Expressionist so, <laughs> so last week we the, talked about the, the junkyard fact. of Dr. Calicari. <laughs> we, were, we were not sure who we were seeing next week. We thought maybe these are the whispers way, way early, right? Mm-hmm. And the whispers show up in the comic book, and but no. We go back to the junkyard, and they're all surrounded, and they get... Well, I'm sorry, no. We get this aerial shot of this junkyard, and the camera just stays. We hear noises, and it stays, and we hear noises. And finally, the doors open, and the gladiators come in, and they fight... Oh, wait, no, that's not what happens. All these people in black <laughs> and tan and blue come in, and they're walking around in circles. They're and finally, wandering around. And finally, our guys, like, get in, and they're just kind of, like, standing there while all these people circle around them. It is... It's like it's like okay, everybody. Performance you're, art piece. You're you're. This is a very large table, and each of your names are on a chair. So wander around the room until you find your place to be, and mm-hmm. then stop there. And that's what it felt like. It was like well, they they like had assigned places, but they didn't know where they were. Well, and it ends up with there. this like yeah. there's like, it's like a double circle. Of people. Yeah, around. And Rick and company are sitting there going, "Well, this is weird." Rick's got this big old smile on his face, <laughs> like I didn't even know what's happening, but. There's people here, and I can I can mold them into an army to fight. Yes. Except, well, they're artists. I, we don't know what they are because they're crazy people. They have art pieces that they have created, and I think they well, might literally be escapees from a mental institution because 
they said they'd been there in that location since the beginning of it. Yeah. So, which but, was I don't know. But we did six the math. Ago. We did the math. It's like less than two years since the beginning of the zombie apocalypse. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Judith is still yeah. a baby. You have to use Judith as a as the barometer. Mm -hmm. So eight months of gestation, and then Judith is probably about eighteen months to two years old now. So it's been about three years. Okay, maybe three. Years. Wait, is is Judith talking? No, but she's she's a, a baby that you can you carry around, and you're like, if you put that baby down, that baby's going to walk away from you. Yeah, but a two year old will get into all the bullets and stuff. Well, just a shiny. In any event, it's less than three years, and these people have either completely degenerated into like their own <laughs> language. It's like looking. Do you guys, do it you guys, is bizarre. Do you guys remember like the nineteen seventies? Gene Roddenberry tried to get a new TV show going like every couple of years, and it was always some guy catapulted into the future, and he was on the Range Rover that the the, the super high tech a quote unquote Range Rover to be driving around who tried to save humanity and, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and like every couple of years he'd roll out one of these years and they come never took off and it was always there was always a girl in a bikini that talked like a five-year-old something like that yes yeah. it was basically you know uh, a terrible version of logan's run every single time <laughs> um it cammy need her safety safe yeah exactly <laughs> there was always some sort of collapsed civilization i'm looking at this going did we catapult into the future? Maybe Is there a time gate the Thunderdome? Too oh God, times. it's crazy. Well, I had I looked it up because these people's names. Pollyanna McIntosh plays the leader. Okay. And she plays Jadis, J A D I S, and another character is named Brion, B R I O N. Another one is Are you named. Are sure that's not Brian? No, it's Brion. Uh, but it's a Thomas. And then there's uh, Tamiel. 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 Sorry, that's Tamiel. Uh, T-A-M-I-E-L. They're cosplayers gone um, awry. I thought... I thought oh, the whole... They're all playing the vampire thing. What is that? I, vampire the Masquerade? Oh, yeah, yes. Yeah. That's thought, what they're doing. Here's what, what I thought. I thought her years. name was Tammy L., which meant to me that there was at least one more Tammy <laughs> in this group. So there was Tammy R. and Tammy L. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Well, no. it, that's as good an explanation as anything. <laughs> Because they have their the flashing hand signals all the hand time. Hand signals and sentence structures that don't actually make any sense. I mean, show like Rick, Rick the up up. Yeah, it's like what the hell? It's so bizarre. Take, take him to the pile of our giant pile of trash. Take him to the top. Well, we Come can't in. just call it pile of trash now, can we? It must be the up up. And then they so they climb to the top. And and Rick surveys. Oh no! Wait, wait, wait! wait. First, 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 we see the first we see. Oh, uh, they the, bring out Gabriel. Another Gabriel comes out and he's like, "Okay," and it's like, "We took your stuff," and he's like, "Well, and we own your life." He's like, "Well, <laughs> tough because yeah, the saviors own our lives, and we don't have any stuff. You know that." And they're like, "Well, what are you supposed to do? Well, you come fight the saviors with us." And she's like, "No." Yeah. See, here's the thing. Rick, walk, Rick, and Rick knows how to read a room. And if you walk into a situation where there's tons of like really terrible metal sculpture, you know that person's going to be a terrible negotiator because they're they're going to actually think that that stuff has value. The little rat did. What was that thing? The cat that, that he took in the end. Was a cat because she lost her cat at the prison. Yeah. So what I want to know is. Oh, I just I just have so many questions about these people because it's clearly crazy. I mean, I can. I, oh yeah, yeah. I don't understand. They they live in a junkyard. They all dress in in blue and gray. They have completely wiped out the denim supplies for miles around. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, uh, every they, pair of leggings that Rosita didn't get, they have. And their ability to speak coherent English sentences has completely gone away. Mm-hmm. They're I, like junkyard hobbits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like through their cosplayers gone off the deep end, or the mental there's a mental institution nearby where the doors are open. And I don't even know, but it's just weird. And someone needs to do something about Pollyanna Macintosh's hair because it's oh, so bizarre. Oh my god! But in any event, they just they take Rig up to the top of the top of the hill, and she says, "If you give me." You pro- if you kneel before me, all this will be yours. <laughs> stares out at the green screen. And it's a terrible green screen. And then she says, okay, uh, you need to prove yourself to us. And she pushes him off the junk- top of the junkyard. And he falls into the Thunderdome. Yes. And where? Mel Gibson is there, oh. dressed in leather. And he says, what are you doing here? And they fight. Or wait, no. No, it's... Is that on? <laughs> That's what happened. What did he? What did she say that the the walker's name was? Willard. Like, Willard. <laughs> Willard or something. Willard. Will, yeah, Willard the walker. Okay, Willard. Right. I believe it was Willard. in a junkyard. Right. Rat reference. Willard uh, movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sure. Easter sure. egg. Right. Maybe. <laughs> oh right, you missed your your other one. No, I well, I was just coming to that. If we all remember the confrontation between uh, Richard Wright and Norman. Yes. Um. That was right next to the to the giant uh, the the sim the trailer from Smokey and the Bandit. Well, there you go. Which makes me believe that they're somewhere around Texarkana. No, they're around <laughs> Washington D.C. They probably got that far north. I know it doesn't make any sense. Texarkana. It, that's <laughs> there's coors in that thing. They got to crack that open and get some of that cool. Yeah, some of their zombie Burt Reynolds. That movie never made any sense to me. Some of their zombie Burt Reynolds. Yeah. He's one. Zombie Burt Reynolds and... and zombie Dom DeLuise. Zombie, they're all wandering they're, the road. They're, they're, Not zombie Sally Field. Zombie Sa- Sally Field would survive. Oh, yeah. And Sally Field would survive. And she hooked up with an orangutan because it's a shared universe. And yeah. she's wandering the roads right now fighting zombies. It's true. We saw it. With a big orange orangutan. That's a, that's a new headcanon. <laughs> And a, and a nun's habit. That's <laughs> lies. <laughs> Makes not as much sense as these people in this junkyard. Oh, it was so weird. It was so German. It was like I don't even know. It's I mean, it's definitely not the whispers. If I if I could even stand for a moment to watch Talking Dead, which I used to like, but now I just can't. I just can't anymore. Well, they always just have somebody whose agent got them on the yeah. show on, and and, and I don't. I and don't one of the actors who can't say anything. Um, so. Oh yeah, yeah, and, and the actors they have on, they're they're contractually obligated to say nothing except be charming and good looking. Thank God for that. Well, I'm sure there will be some sort of explanation of some kind at some point in the future, but God only knows what it is. Mm-hmm. So Rick and the zombie Willard, uh, who is spiked out, he's got a. He's got I a helmet. Zombie Willard. That was that was some straight up uh, uh, Mila Jojovich yeah. movie stuff. That 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 was actually. I don't know why more people haven't like weaponized their zombies. I mean, we've had zombies on fire. Well, we've had the I, herbs. We've had the. We, we had a, a little bit of that happen in the show, but nothing right. like this. Uh, so yeah, they fight. I want Rick. a zombie with a tactical grip. You know, you know. <laughs> um, you said weaponized zombies. I read one of our old written mm-hmm. re- recaps not too long ago about when they went to Noah's hometown and Tyrese was bitten. Right. Um, they had this whole thing where where there was some group that was cutting the arms and legs off zombies and like pitching them over walls and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they never went back to tell explain what that group was all about. 
Oh, that's right. Those weaponized zombies that they yeah. didn't explain in any way. That's true. Well, I think I think it happens a lot in this series where one writer attempts to plant the seed to start something interesting, and then they don't have the the same group of writers for the next episode because they have several different teams writing things. So well, sometimes yeah, but your show sometimes you get be holding that together. Well, right, but sometimes they plant a seed. That they don't even get to till next season. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it, it'd be interesting if we can come back to that. But we left those folks behind many miles, miles ago. ago. Yeah. yeah, so I don't know. Seasons it's ago. Rick fights Zombie Willard, and Rick wins. He buries Zombie Willard, and then kills him, and then um, has a little negotiation with Jadis, the crazy woman. Mm-hmm. Um, she wants a lot of to to. She'll fight help fight the saviors, but they want a lot of guns, mm-hmm. and they want. Uh, she wants half, but he t- talks her down to a third of whatever they get from the saviors. Right, because they're basically their entire society is built on taking things that are easily available as opposed yeah. to going after things. They don't want to have to work at it. Right. They've been The reason that they found Alexandria in the first place is because they've been staking out the place, the, the boat, where all the supplies were for a long time. And they just were waiting for somebody to, like, figure it out. They didn't... Nobody wanted to try it. Where was the boat, like, out in the end of lake It was something? a fetch quest. It was a D&D fetch quest, mm-hmm. Curtis, or Curtis. Was it? It was ridiculous. Straight up. It go, was... Go to they the... get... Yeah, get to the boat. The boat... Okay, so there's a houseboat in the middle of a lake. Mm-hmm. And the lake is full of zombies. Mm-hmm. Oh, gross. And so there's a rowboat. With a leak. And it's got like holes punched in the this bottom. Totally sounds like like uh, one of those. The I think this episode seven of the Harry Potter. Movie, right. The so beginning. so they so Rick and Aaron have to paddle the rowboat out to the houseboat before it sinks, and when they so they get there just in time to like climb up on, and and there's like the guy who owned the houseboat has shot himself in the head. And you know, it's, all, it's always fun to see, but not surprising. Yeah, so so they're like, it was just it was a, a complete like, you know, fetch quest from you know like, oh to to unlock this new part of the story, you right. have to go do this. Uh, you have to find my chicken. So I'm not sure how these people can actually survive with this worldview to run their whole little society with this many people to feed. Well, mm-hmm. that's the thing; they're running. Like, she knows. She knows. She's they're. This yeah, system that they have is is only going to lead to botulism. Well, or, or it's it's not the definitely not the fine young cannibals. These are mm-hmm. not fine. They're a lot of them are young, but they're weird. So weird. I swear to God, every one of them's an artist. They got to be. Well, it's not I even. Mean, how do you buy into something like that? You and I are. We're, you and I are artists. Well, we I know, and I'm chopped liver. But we don't. But we You're don't write to sure. <laughs> You know that's not art. Mm. <laughs> You know, you you raise a good point. I mean, you can be a, a normal artist, and not... <laughs> I, I'm I'm really thinking there's a mental asylum somewhere because I just yeah that would I, it makes sense. Like if you the zombies were all trucking out and and you worked at you know Hillcrest Home for the for the mentally disturbed, and you're like, well, okay, all you crazies, we're out of your medicine anyway, so I'm gonna open the door and let you out. There's, you know, hope hope you don't all die terribly, but even if you do, I don't really give a flying patoot. I hope that somebody asks uh, Jadis at some point, 
who her god is, because I'll bet you a thousand dollars it's Crispin Glover. <laughs> <laughs> That's why Willard. I would I would be okay I, with that. I, that would be all right. I hope it was Willard. <laughs> I, I think that, that I think that's the name that we Well, we we've already decided that that we can rename people. Right. You've been renaming people since the beginning. I know. God, don't you miss daughter fodder? Oh, I do. Oh. <laughs> uh I bought a Beth action figure. Did yeah. you really? Yeah, I have the Beth action figure. Oh my god. I also have the yeah. It's the complete the set. It shoots itself. Um what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's, uh, and for those of you who can't see what, what we're doing right now, he he's done. gone to Dustin has crossed the room. Oh, he is not is returning. Like, isn't this like a 124 scale or something like that? No. No. But I mean, it's this, it's like the Star Wars size one, not, yeah. the, not the 1960s G.I. Joe size. Right. Yeah, it's right. the five inch No, tall. it's the 1960s G.I. Joe size. What size are you seeing it as, Curtis? <laughs> <laughs> are you trying to gaslight me? <laughs> Climb you like an opossum. How big do you think Tim is? What? I am very tall. Not. Uh, well, yeah. For those of you who can't see Tim, he's extremely tall, very good looking, well muscled, and he's got a very, very, very small penis. Yeah, Some I'm of these sorry. things are true. Yeah. Write <laughs> <laughs> your complaints, chair of Jason Hunt. Hey now, when, when we, yeah, let's go ahead and give us when phone we, when we went to the new format where this comes out on Tuesday, there was very clear statements made that there was going to be a whole lot of less editing on this than there was before, and so this as often we promised there would be a rating warning every now and think, again. I don't think I've said the f word once. I feel pretty good. About I hosted that. Rogues Gallery this yeah. last week, and I made it all through all the way through, and at the end I said shit, and I was like, oh no. <laughs> So what are the features of this? I, I think uh, we should have a special feature. This week's Walking Dead toy. <laughs> well, okay. So this is a true thing. Um, it's a McFarlane action figure. It's probably got the best articulation of any McFarlane action, action figure. The Walking Dead line does. Yeah. Has the best articulation. One of the McFarlane's been the toy master for years. They, years. All they do is make statues. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I hate McFarlane toys. Yeah. Uh, because they don't have any articulation. You can't play with it. You can put it on a shelf. You can take, like, the spawn toys and take, like, the chains off and then put them back on. So, anyway, but one of the things that they did do with the Walking Dead toys is that they took the actors in costume, in hair and full hair and makeup, and did a digital scan of them, and that is what the action figure is based on. So, if you look at this face That was of a ruse skull, so they could just animate them and never have to hire them. That is... That is... Oh, my God. Look how good her face looks. I can't believe that. And the Gareth one. For those of you who sculpt out in the world, you'll know how hard it is to make small likenesses that actually look like what you're doing. Because you basically need to carve it with a human hair. But in, this is you know, incredible. Yeah, Gareth's the same way. Who's this guy? That's what the leader of the fine young cannibals. <laughs> I bought him because he Turn was beautiful. Back. Yes, I bought him because he was beautiful. Uh, and it's spot on. Yeah. yeah. So it's very good. So um Plastic McFarlane jacket. Toys, you can send our royalty check for right. pimping your or product. Send me the first Carol action figure, not the one in the bloody poncho. Oh right, yeah. That's the one I the only one I can find is the one in the bloody poncho. But I want a Carol Pettifer action figure, the good one, not the gross one. 
so if every once in a while I see an Andrea and I almost buy her to get our address, and that you would can also send be... that email to. Yeah, <laughs> you can send it to us in the comments. Um, I think we've kind of lost. We have the lost. We've lost the thread. But that's okay. We have Curtis here, which is awesome. Yeah. Well, well, we were still talking. We haven't gotten to the end of the episode. Uh, we haven't. We haven't talked about how it ended. I think we should talk. Didn't we? No. We I, should probably. We should probably do that. Well, how did it end? Can you remind us? Um. No. Well, did okay. So Rick makes a deal with the with the insane insane asylum. Right, people. and he's mm -hmm. got his stupid grin on his face. I don't like it when Rick smiles, and he's oh. all bloody. Oh yeah, because he, he seriously he needs some penicillin now. Because Willard was covered in spikes. We didn't yeah. mention that Willard was covered in yeah, spikes. Yeah, he's he, so definitely he a weaponized zombie. Beat him with bags of garbage, which yeah. is you know. And so he goes, and him and Gabriel have a really nice moment where where Gabe was like, "You came and you can't." I, I was starting to lose hope, but I knew you were going to come. I knew you would know. Because ultimately, it's one of these weird people was hiding out in Alexandria. Yeah. And she actually basically took him. Right. So he did not leave on his own. That was an important part of the explaining what was going on with what we saw last week. Right. And he's like, I knew you would know that I wouldn't do that. But, I, you know, I'm, it just really makes me happy that you came to get me. Mm -hmm. And that you knew I wouldn't leave on my own. I would not do this to you guys. And, and basically, and he's like, how did you know you could convince her to fight with us? And he goes, well, you taught me that sometimes you can turn an enemy into a friend. Mm -hmm. And at that moment, I was just expecting a paratrooper zombie oh, I to know. come out of the sky and bite Gabriel on the face and end all of this happy... Do you know what? I was actually expecting that when Daryl hugged Carol at the door. Uh-huh. And when Daryl walked away, I kept expecting to see Richard inside Carol's house. And he oh, was yeah. still going to kill her. And blame it on yeah. And I was just like, See, if that happens, been, I'm going to be pissed. We're, we've been trained by this show that whenever somebody has a moment, like an unexpected growth moment, that those per that person is going to die. Which is a it terrible seems to happen every single thing. time. Yeah, it, yeah, it, it is, is part of the formula of the show, though. and it's unfortunate because every time this is a show that when it goes down as far as it can often go down, um, in, this, in its grim nihilistic view of the world when you have those uplifting moments that's when the that's when the characters that you care about suddenly are really vulnerable on this show and that's not cool i mean it's it, this show we need more moments i don't know it's we talked about this before this show can get so full of hate for the world that it's painful to watch sometimes i'm not putting away his toys that's right for now anyway so, yes. Um, well, thank you for listening, folks. We will be back next week. Hopefully, Curtis will get a chance to join us. If not, we'll hopefully get I think, back soon. I think I, I think I will be back. I didn't like missing so much of the of this of this season. Well, we like having you around. It was unpleasant for me. I mean, as much miss. as we enjoy hanging out on Sunday nights, mm -hmm. and doing the thing, it's yeah, it's good to have. I mean, I mean, it's part of the original team back. I mean, like if like anyone out there is going to care, but the, the but the main reason I couldn't make it was my just lack of conveyance. I have a sweet car now. I love it, and and it's much more. Wait, all three of us have reliable transportation now. I know it's weird. I've the. I always had reliable. Oh transportation. no, this is this is like a sign of the apocalypse. Mm -hmm. Oh crap, we're doomed. Anyway, you, know, you want to hear what kind of car I got? What'd you get? I have a 1989 Grand Marquis. It's got 35,000 miles on it. Nice. I know. I sometimes, I'm, I'm, I sometimes actually experience driving pleasure 
and that's something never has happened before. Uh, 2008 Scion. Yeah. Yeah. Driving pleasure. Yeah, it's a nice car. Oh, cool. I like it. I love my minivan. So there you go. Uh, That's folks, right. You got a minivan. Yeah, I love it. Folks, we will be back next week with more Zompocalypse now on More The Walking Dead. I am Tim Hardy. This is Dustin. Yes, it is. This is Curtis. This is the, I wish I had some like a tagline. Hang on. Um, uh, <laughs> do something nice for somebody this week. There you go. Uh, and we will see you next week. Uh, let us know what you think of the show. There's comments. Uh, you can leave for us. You can send us emails through sci-fi4me.com. Uh, you can find us on horrorforme.com as well. iTunes, podcast.com, all these cool places you can find us. And we hope that you will check out our other podcasts and our other articles at our websites. We'll see you next week, folks. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. This has been a presentation of horrorforme.com. Copyright 2017 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media. You're listening to Horror For Me Radio. <laughs>